welcome to the Christ and All podcast. My name is Taylor Easley, and as always, I am joined by Pastor Chad Hunsberger. I tried to do that in one <laughs> yeah, I noticed. I was like, wow. <laughs> wow. Yeah, that's okay. Yeah, you're, I made it, though. Yeah, you're, well. Yeah. Sort of. You're here. That's Chad cool. Hunsberger. Yeah, there you go. How are you doing? It's a long name. Are you good? Yeah, all is well. Mm. Mm-hmm. Good. Okay, so we have a question today. From a listener, okay. which is exciting. Yeah. We love getting questions from listeners. Absolutely. Small plug. If you would like to send a question, please send it to info at colonialheights.org. We would love to get those. Yeah, absolutely. They're fun for us. Um, so the question is, which I find very interesting considering we live in the South and there are churches everywhere. Yeah, yeah. So we know that some are healthier than others. So the question is, what are the qualities that make up a healthy church? Yeah. So interesting that um, there's actually a a few different ways to look at that. Uh, So uh, uh, three or four years ago, four years ago, uh, I actually ended up preaching through a series on what is the church. Mm -hmm. It's called Clear. Uh, it's a res- there's now a resource that we provide to new church members when they come and those sort of things, um, but the idea was to understand what the church is according to scripture, not just like man's idea, but what according to scripture, and um, that that stemmed from like I, I really tried to just write down like what is a church and tried to find different passages of scripture and different things. There's an organization uh, called Nine Marks, and it's based on a book called Nine Marks of a Healthy Church. Mm-hmm. Um, that is a good resource, I would tell you. to. It's going to point you to scripture. Uh, David Platt has a resource called 12 Traits, and it's the same concept uh, that it's it's kind of what are the traits, the markers, the um, yeah the the pieces that make up a healthy church versus just a, I think the question that the listener is probably asking is there are lots of churches, but what makes one good? What Mm -hmm. makes one healthy? What makes one not just entertaining, but uh, yeah, moving in the right direction. And how do you look for certain elements or pieces or parts um, that it isn't just, hey, this is where my friends go, so I should go. And it's not just, I like the preacher, so I should go. Or I like the music, so I should go. Or, uh, you know, what what actually makes up a healthy church? I, I think, interestingly, I don't think that the writers of Scripture, like the, the you know, it's a dual authorship, the Holy Spirit and a person. And I don't know that the, the people were even in the early church were even thinking there was a necessity to write out, like we've written these, these books on what the healthy church is Mm -hmm. because they were just describing and even prescribing what is included, but you don't find like a list in scripture. Here's your nine marks. Here's your 12 traits. Uh, Here's your 16 that we don't see any of that. And so what you do, you have to take, the components that you find as those those elements are described um, within the whole of Scripture to help kind of see. And so what what I did then uh, was really, yeah, I tried to look at what, what is happening uh, in Scripture that helps us see what our uh, pictures are. And I, I think that one piece is probably the biggest piece 
Um, it is going to be the Word of God, and it's going to be uh, not just that uh, the Bible is opened and read on a Sunday morning, but that uh, arguably people would say really preaching, expository preaching, which uh, is, a, is certainly a mark of a healthy church. But I would say when you're uh, letting the text say what the text says and not trying to make it say something else, I would say that, but more than that, when I think about the, uh, the prevalence of Scripture, it's is our decisions driven by what is Scripture tell us? Mm-hmm. Or are they driven by practical steps? Uh, are decisions made because even though this is uncomfortable, this is what the Bible tells us, so we're going to do it anyway. I think about things like church discipline. Church discipline is uncomfortable, but it is in Scripture. Having confrontational conversations are hard, but it is in Scripture, so we should do that. Well, that's also a mark of a healthy church, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, one that is actually living that out uh, in the context of relationship and toward restoration and not just uh, removing someone, kicking someone out, but the process of uh, restorative care. And I think the, the phrase that you said within the context of relationship yeah. is actually key. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, it's not just someone from on high saying to someone down low, so to speak, hey, I've, we've never met, but by the way, you are, you know... Like, what I've heard about you Yeah, here's your gossip, and right. so you're kicked out, right? So, um, but... A few things that I think, uh, a few marks, uh, traits, whatever, uh, elements that jump out. Again, the the word being so central. And within that, I would say you're looking for, the, the way to find this is going to start at least in the preaching. Uh, I don't I don't think that's the only place it exists, but I do think that's where it starts, is if the preaching is centrally focused on Scripture. Um, yes, I think there should be healthy application and those sort of things, but it should all stem from the truth in the text. Um, I also think a very clear, healthy understanding of the gospel and therefore of conversion. So what what makes one saved or not? Right, so um, a church that adds to the doctrine of salvation by uh, requiring some other step, or one that uh, uh, I, the the gospel is simple, right? Conversion is simple, mm-hmm. but it does not make it easy. In that sense, or maybe it's easy but not simple. Whichever one you want to use it, right? Uh, I think it can be as simple for a child to understand it, um, right. but it but it is surrender, mm-hmm. right? And so if it's dumbed down to uh, simply walk an aisle, if it's dumbed down to uh, pray a prayer, sign a card, think a thought, yeah, then yeah. then you're in, so to speak. Then then you've missed that. But at the same time, if you add to it by adding baptism or as a requirement, we certainly believe in believer's baptism, mm-hmm. but uh, as a requirement um, for salvation, or if you add to it um, uh, another step of being filled with the Holy Spirit um, mm-hmm. uh, and therefore speaking in tongues, or, okay, those are, those are things that have been added so, so they don't have a healthy, clear understanding of the gospel. Um, I think a, a healthy understanding of leadership in the church. 
So um, pastors or elders, what are deacons? What, what does that look like? Scripture has very clear expectation for that. So, um, and, and again, there are different ways that can be uh, understood in the context, and, and I think uh, that's okay, mm-hmm. but I think you still need to, to see an, uh, the, the picture of leadership in some way, and what, does, what, what do you see in Scripture, and, and how is that seen in that church? Mm-hmm. Uh, I think the ordinances, certainly, so you're going to think about the Lord's Supper and baptism, how are those, uh, those, those become very significant and important. Um, so I think all of those fall under this big category that I would call the Word of God, right? Uh, all of those are driven by Scripture. All of those are, what, do, what is their understanding of discipleship? What is their understanding of spiritual growth? So how would they define, how would the church leaders and the maybe even the church documents, right, define spiritual growth? How would they define giving? How would they define uh, evangelism? How would they define mission? All of these, they should be using Scripture. So I put all of that kind of in the Word of God category. That's a, a picture of, of health. But the second category is a little bit harder to, uh, to uh, see on paper. And that's what I would describe as the family of God. So you have this element that is Word of God, and it is clearly... Uh, th- those things can be written down in a statement of faith. They can be written down in a book. They can be written down. Here's our explanation of church covenant. All of that can be written. But then there's this other side of family of God, and it's actually how do people apply the big category word of God, right? And so that's where I think you take your nine marks of a healthy church book, and you take your 12 traits book, and you take our book clear, and you say, okay, now how is it happening? Like, mm-hmm. Is it happening? So you could you could find, even at Colonial Heights, you could walk up to any staff member and say, what do we think about this? And we might be able to tell you those things, but if we're not actually living out church discipline, say, in a healthy manner, if we're not actually living out godly leadership, or if we're not actually living out godly fellowship, mm-hmm. godly, uh, in the we said, in the context of relationship, uh, if we're not actually living out healthy relationship, healthy discipleship, then it's just a uh, lofty ideal that we have pointed to, but it's not actually something we are doing. So I would say that when you're looking for a healthy church, when you're considering, am I in it or not, you need to be able to know both what is our stated belief, and so uh, expectation, and then practically, is it happening? Right. And so when when uh, you're trying, if again, hopefully, um, if you're at Colonial Heights, we work really hard to do both of those, certainly to state it rightly, mm-hmm. to make it clear, even in, that's why we have a church covenant, that's why we have a membership class, that's why we are teaching through the statement of faith, those kind of things, so we can say, hey, like, you should People should know these things, right. but but hopefully you feel that when you are here, if you're a member here, especially if you're a guest here, that you would sense that we are actually living those out week in and week out, not just Sunday in and Sunday out, but Tuesday and Thursday and Saturday too. Mm-hmm. And um, and so if you're if you're a listener who's not at Colonial Heights, then I would say your first place to start is has this church. Do they have uh, 
documents or something, uh, whether it's bylaws or a statement of faith or a covenant or something, that you could go to and say, what do you believe about this, about church? Uh, and then you can kind of get an idea, okay, well, by the way, they they had baptism as a requirement for salvation, so that's not a the same understanding of the gospel. They don't have the same understanding of leadership. They don't have the same understanding of the Lord's Supper. or of, you know. So there are some times that just having those documents can actually help you. But then sometimes you, have to, you can see those documents and they can all be right, but then you get into the family, so to speak, and you say, wait, I thought that we said this in this document, but we're not actually doing that. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, now um, there's a danger, there's a whatever. Um, and so I think you have to take some of those hard evaluations. Um, I, I remember being at a church um, once that, I mean, this was years ago, and uh, I, I felt good about several areas at the church. The pastor had left, and so there was a, another guy who was there uh, filling in, and he was not preaching expository in any manner. Uh, it was very, and topical sermons aren't terrible, but it was very topical, not much Bible open kind of, it was just like feel good talks. Mm -hmm. And I remember having that hard conversation with my wife, like, okay, like what is this? And we were on staff at the time. So definitely added another layer of challenge, but uh, we were evaluating things different. Like, okay, is this, is this actually healthy? Is this right? Good. And, um, so yeah, those kind of things, th- those aren't easy conversations. Um, but I do think they're necessary that as you're in the church that you are thinking through, okay. Um, and, and I think this is probably maybe even where some of this listener is coming from is, okay. Uh, yeah, like I can go read that book. I can go read those books. Fine. Uh, th- that seems like a good place to start, but then what if it's not happening? So if I'm in the church, I think the first thing that is is really taking a, a healthy understanding of is it happening or not, whatever that thing is, whatever the trait or characteristic that's happening or not. And then I think you do begin to have some conversations with leadership uh, if they're open to that. Um, and then I think if they're not, then I do think you have to start uh, looking elsewhere. I, I have talked to people before. You mentioned at the beginning, like, hey, we're in Mississippi, and it's like there's a church on every corner. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think about the the people that I know in other parts of the world that quite literally have to travel hours to get to a church that preaches the Bible, mm-hmm. right? And they're willing to do that uh, because that's their only option, Right. That is not the case in Mississippi. You're not going to have to travel hours to get to a a church that preaches the Bible. Um, But you might have to leave the small town you're in because you might have the, um, there might be one church in your small town uh, and that church might not be speaking the truth. And that would be hard, right? That would be much harder than kind of metropolitan-ish uh, Jackson or like a Birmingham or an Atlanta where not only are there churches on every corner, but everybody travels mm-hmm. to go to church. So it's not a big deal. Um, and so then I think the, the last kind of thought is, all right, what if somebody close to you is in that spot? Yeah. How do you 
lovingly point those things to them. Uh, like, hey, you went and visited, and hey, is, are your sermons always that way? Right? Uh, maybe you noticed something in the sermon that wasn't accurate or, or seemed a little off. And so I think a lot of it stems from having questions to ask mm-hmm. that aren't condemning, but are simply asking. Uh, what do you think about baptism? Oh, is that also what your church believes? What do you think about church discipline? Is that also what your church thinks? Oh, you've just mentioned three or four different things that you disagree with with your church home. Are those things that aren't, are those not, have they not risen to a level that would cause you to uh, question whether or not you should stay? Um, I think those are, anytime you're dealing with that kind of challenge, you're wanting to not be condemning, but at the same time, wanting to offer uh, some some challenging questions uh, towards someone. And then I would say sometimes it, it does take another step for some who don't even know that what they're experiencing isn't right, isn't healthy, isn't good. And so you kind of have to do some teaching of that. And so you got to be patient in the meantime while they're you're explaining to them what healthy preaching is. You're explaining to them what healthy discipleship looks like, Mm -hmm. what evangelism really is, that it's not just a prayer prayer kind of thing. And it's like, oh, so you, you taking time to do the work of discipleship with this loved one, uh, in that way, I think those are steps you're looking for. Um, yeah, that, that can be, um, particularly challenging. I don't know if that helps answer this question or if it I think it, yeah, I think it does. I think it's definitely related. Um, what if you have like somebody that you really love that's going somewhere and, and you have asked the questions, you've yeah. already done that part and you, y'all have had conversations mm-hmm. about, uh, the differences of things that sure. you believe. What then? Yeah, I think you pray. And I don't mean that like, oh, I guess that's all that's left. Um, I, I think that, that, what you're praying for is open eyes mm-hmm. um, for them to see the truth, for them to see that this is what's they're they, they're blind to it right now. And they're blind sometimes because they want to be meaning that I don't want to see this as bad because this is home. This is the place I love. This is the place I grew up. This is the place my kid got baptized. Or are you saying that I'm not really saved or, you know, like right. my kids getting married here, whatever the thing is. Right. So uh, we have such deep, connections to church and all that it it means for us that if um, that it can be harder to to see truth um, and then I think um, in in so you're praying for open eyes but you're also praying um, for clarity for what's next a lot of times people stay right where they are because they don't know where else to go what do I do where am I supposed to go this is all I've known or this is the this is the only church in town I live in small town USA, and uh, where else am I supposed to try? Uh, I don't want to be the one who's just going to the next cool church. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, like, so I, because I've been taught that was wrong all my life, I don't want to be the uh, go-to-the-sheep-stealing church, you know? <laughs> uh, and so how do I get out, right? So I'll just stay, and I'll, I'll persevere. Um, and so I think you have to... Uh, 
pray against that. Like that's those are the kind of things that you need to realize. Even if they looked at you and said, "Yes, I see what you're telling me," their answer still might be, "I don't know how to get out." Because it seems easy to us, and I'm not saying that's right. I'm saying it seems easy to us. Um, and get out if it sounds wrong, but it's like, I don't know how to leave my people. Mm-hmm. Uh, my life group is good. My life group is healthy. Like, right. I hear those kind of things. Right. Uh, but man, uh, yeah, but your life group looks totally different than the rest of the church. Like, that's a problem. You know, mm-hmm. um, so it's those kind of things. Yeah, it kind of raises another question, though, and this might be smidge off topic, but I mm. don't know if it's that bad. You know, having been in church work all your yeah, life, sure. churches go through seasons uh, of yeah, health and yeah, unhealth. Absolutely. No um, question. And because because I know that you believe that the church is the makeup of the body. Yeah. Like it's yep, the yep, people. Yep. So what about loyalty and stick intuitiveness mm-hmm. yeah. and all of that? Like sticking with the group of people that you have decided to become a member of. Yep. Even with maybe unhealthy leadership. Yeah. I think that there's a couple things that you're looking for. Uh that it does kind of veer a little bit out of the marks or traits like you're at, mm-hmm. you're saying. I think that's, but what I, what, one of the things I would say there is you're looking to, to see like, um, do you have a pathway in which you can be a part of the change mm-hmm. to healthy? Yeah. So for example, um, I, I know of some, some friends who said, hey, I'm sticking it out. I'm staying. I want to be a part. Uh, they were leaders. They were uh, on the committee, teachers, uh, served mm-hmm. in different ways, deacons, whatever the role, right. at whatever church, right? Um, and then they were uninvited to those things. They were removed from leadership. And it wasn't like they got kicked out. Their term went up and they weren't asked back. And they didn't get on a committee for two or three years and they didn't get asked to teach again and they didn't get asked to go on that trip or that thing. And they used to, but as they were pushing against the grain, they were removed. And so it was like, hey, I was in here. I was I was going to be patient. I was going to I knew this was a long haul kind of change, but now I'm not even in a place that would my voice would be heard or that I'm so it's like okay at that point they felt like I no longer can stay because I don't even have a way to help bring change Mm -hmm. Uh, so I think there's some of those kinds of things that you're looking for okay they they whoever they are the leadership uh, does not does not agree we've had the conversation and they're not they don't, they're saying we are not on the same page. They're telling me we're mm-hmm. not on the same page. Okay, well then there can be a different kind of move at that point where you're not abandoning. You, you are, you've stayed until really you, you are just, it's clear you're not on the same page. Uh, you see something as healthy and they don't, you know, kind of thing. Um, and so I think that that can help you see. Uh, certainly though, I think sometimes you do. You look around and you say, um, I mean, I'm thankful that, uh, I mean, there's an interim before me, at least an interim. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, there was a hard season before that and an interim before that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and I'm, I'm thankful that I, there was a church to come to at Colonial right. Heights and right. I'm thankful that those who stayed, 
I, I look and say, man, those are godly, healthy, wise people. Um, and so their reason then was, hey, we're, we're staying because we've made this commitment. And many of those people are ones who said, and we're, we're going to work to, to see healthy change stay. They had the uh, specific roles. They had the responsibility, uh, whether it was actual authority or assumed authority. They had that. Mm-hmm. And so they did. They stayed. So I think you, uh, and there were others who saw them stay and said, I can stay as long as person A stays, mm-hmm. right? Because I know that they're not going to let us live like this forever. Right. Right. It wasn't a staff member. It was Joe, whoever, right? right? And they said, look, they're staying. They're godly. They're healthy. And they went and talked to him. Why are you staying? I'm staying because there's, God's not going to abandon us. Like we're, we're in this until, and it's like, okay. So I think, yeah, those are the, the ways in which you can look at that. Yeah. I, I, it's definitely not a black and white kind yeah, of no, thing. No, it no, is no, no. It is a tough situation. I've been on both sides of that sure. line, whether, whether it's a, um, a job that was unhealthy mm-hmm. that, you know, mis- ministerially sure. needed to leave or being a member mm-hmm. was unhealthy yeah, sure. and needed to move on. And, you know, it's interesting, like those who who do stay for loyalty reasons, mm-hmm. uh, which I honor and yeah, sure, and sure, I think sure. is amazing. Um, there is a kind of a side to it where you can say, no, I think God is really going to use me somewhere else right now. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I think there's both Yep. Both sides of that. Yeah, I think it, uh, I think, again, when you're evaluating your place at a local church, I think you need to ask two questions. I think you need to ask the Word of God question. Mm-hmm. Is this place living out the Word of God? And can I see some redeeming factors, even if some of those areas aren't, like some of those marks, some of those traits aren't being met? Okay. Are they ones that are necessary or are they ones that are healthiest? Right? Mm -hmm. So there's a difference between necessary and healthy. Mm -hmm. So you say, okay, I can't come to a place that's adding something to salvation. I can come to a place that isn't quite where I'm at on, say, plurality of leadership, sure. but they're they're getting there, or there is, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, so you really have to ask the Word of God question, and then you have to ask the family of God question. Right. I think they've got to be in that order, by the way. But uh, your your family of God question then is, okay, am I in a place that? whether it's because of location or because of the actual relationships I have, that I can be in a place to grow because of that. And so word of God, family of God are what uh, comes to mind. Yeah, I think that's great. Yeah. Good job. Do you have anything else? <laughs> no, that's it. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you so much for listening to the Christ and All podcast today. A new episode airs each Wednesday. Um, if this episode has been interesting or helpful to you, Um, You can subscribe and share this on your favorite social media platform. Again, if you have a question, which we love to get, send that to info at colonialheights.org. And we look forward to hearing from you. And thanks for listening.